Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Verses. I'm Keenan, one-fourth of the MV team, and here with me today, as always, are Laura, Tali, and Amelia. Today, the team and I will be discussing single-parent births and adoptions. Now, before we even start this episode, I'm going to begin and put a little asterisk in here. Um, we're getting older, so the topic of having children is coming up more and more. None of us are parents, and our view of parenthood may seem a little different because we're not parents. Also, our views may change in the future when we do become parents. We're not here to judge anybody or how other people may parent and decide to raise their children. This is just how we currently view the subject. So with that being said, let's jump into the topic with the first question. So first question, do you think we can have intentional single parenthood? I think we can. You said why not? Why not? Yeah, no, that's how I feel. Like if I am with a partner right now, but if something were to happen to my partner in any, you know, circumstance like that, I would still choose to parent if we had children. And therefore, I feel like if I didn't have children and I was going towards that route, I kind of think of it as like, I don't want to deprive a child of a home if I could offer one. Because to me, it would come down to what community I could provide. Because it takes a village. I was raised by a large group of people who all kind of worked in tandem to get us everywhere that we needed to go and to do everything that we needed to do. We spent a lot of nights all over the place. But that really worked for us. And I feel like I really benefited from that process. But then again, it comes down to each like individual situation. So like, what do you think, Keenan? I agree with you. I I want to ask you a question first, though. I know that in a previous episode, you said that you were not for having a, I guess how should I frame that? Um, yeah. You were not for giving birth yourself. Yes. So if you don't mind sharing, you yeah. know. Are you open to, because it sounds like you are open to having a child of other, from other realms or not other realms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not other dimensions. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> are, are you, a, no, um, are you question. open to have a child by other means? Are you talking about like IVF or like surrogacy? Right. I'm not super into those, like just from a weird hippie sustainability. I don't know what you want to call it. Just a weird gut feeling that like there are children who would benefit from being in your home and instead of somewhere that they are. (laughs) So I just feel weird spending all that money to conjure up a whole child when it's like all of these other kids are just like looking at me like. What do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just not not computing for them. Just thinking about I can't even imagine aging out of foster care at 18 and having, right. you know, just just the way that things are. It's just not a great way to be set up. And it really freaks me out as someone who worries for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, totally so I'm just like that. over anxious in that way. And I don't know, not, maybe not everybody feels that way because I know some people feel like that really, really strong need to want to physically be a mother themselves. And I think that's so beautiful. And if that's you, you should definitely pursue that. And, you know, I will always be for you doing what is best for you. But for me, I just feel that kind of feeling in my gut about adopting, like maybe it was always meant for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe that was just my path. Right. 
But yeah. I think that's beautiful that, I mean, you know, to each their own, yeah. what is meant for one person's journey is not meant for, you know, the next. So I think whatever you decide is, is awesome. I personally was raised by a single mother who was amazing and has done a great job with me, I must say. But I do think that it has skewed my aspect as far as this topic is concerned. While my mother's done a great job, I, as I was kind of explaining to you guys, a little tidbit off off camera, um, was that my mom, she's done such a great job in raising me and she's really been the mom that I've needed her to be. But I've also always felt that there's this little bit that is missing and that comes from my father. And there's nothing that my mom can do, just in case my mom hears this, there's nothing that my mom could do to ever replace that little bit that is missing. That's not her job. That's not her place. She has done a great job. So I love you, mommy. But there is this little bit that is that is I've always felt has been missing in this void that kind of needed to be felt. So if we take it back to, man, I'm going to take this all the way back. I believe it was our first episode. So maybe, maybe it was maybe mental health or breaking generational patterns where I was explaining to you guys that I went to therapy when I was in college and there was this one incident that I was going through in life and everything kept relating back to my therapist said, you don't see how that relates to, you know, something else. And I was like, no, I don't see it. But it came from that. Oh, trauma bonds, I believe. It came from the childhood trauma of, you know, the abandonment issues that I had from my father not being there. My mom obviously has nothing to do with that because my mom was there. But at the same time, as a child, I did not understand how big of an issue it was, especially as a teenager. I kind of was just like, it's fine, whatever. I, I got my mom. I'm fine. Not thinking about it. But every relationship that I had from there on, I, I'd say even from a child, was set up from the sort of abandonment issue that I had. And I had no idea. So when I say that I struggle with trying to, I'm mainly for it. I will say I'm mainly for it. But I do struggle a bit just because I feel like for the child, would there be this sort of, would the child feel like there is something missing? Because I see, you know, all of my friends or most of my friends have both a mommy and a daddy or a mommy and a mommy, daddy, daddy, whatever. Um, but I don't have that. So would they feel that something was missing? That's the only reservation that I have. Thank you for sharing that with us and just being transparent as always. That's why, like I said in the beginning, I love when we circle up for conversations like this, then you're relating back to our first episodes on mental health and trauma bonds. But kind of my own background as you all know, like I was raised in a parent mom um, household as well. Just my mom and sister until she remarried to a few years ago. To answer your question, I hate to say it. I feel like, yes, they will always know that there is something missing. Just looking at the comparison on things like there's Mother's Day, there's Father's Day. And like when you're young growing up, people unintentionally say, oh, like, what did you get your dad for Father's Day? And like, hey, I don't have a dad, you know, because I've never known him or maybe passed away during something else. You never know what that experience is, same vice versa for mothers. But it has led me to, yes, I had read that reservation, but now as I've grown up as a millennial, thinking about what I've in a way lacked, but also how I want to be able to provide kind of in a way really to what Amelia said, like I know I want to be a provider in a way. 
that's led me to be okay to walk down that path to say, hey, I may be a single father one day or go on adoption because there are people within the foster care systems already that don't have those that are lacking a lot of other things to where they're not worried about just, oh, I'm just lacking, say that father or mother. It's like I'm lacking a sense of love or that connection, you know? So like, I hate it sucks. Like that's even me talking from like own personal things for like even to this day, like I wonder if he ever hears just like, hey, I've never talked to you voice to voice. And that's that's been my own decision. But I know like kind of how it shaped me today, you know, just to be open to saying, hey, I support single parents. I support people saying like, I want to do it this way, just thinking about their own experiences. It's a lot to swallow because it's a lot of past experience that led up to this own thought because it can go down like a little dirty rabbit hole, kind of what all led up to it or why ultimately would someone want to be single, you know, but there's a lot to that. And ultimately, no matter how much someone wants to be a parent, um, it is hard to sort of be able to, just thinking about adoption, adopt. Like I was looking some things up and it was saying that you can't adopt. um, There are single parent adoption laws in Arkansas that may allow individuals to adopt, but American adoptions only allow single parents to adopt on case by case basis. So I'm sure it's a lot of sort of like legal work and justification of why I can have this child and why I can take care of this child by myself um, Mm -hmm. without a partner. And I think that's very tolling just generally on, I'm sure, your time, your money, um, you know, mental health, all those sorts of things. And that's before you even have the child, you know, like then you have another child to take care of. And then hopefully at this point you already have an idea of or you should, if you're going through all the show for it, have an idea of what it takes to raise a child and have a community to raise that child, you know, friends, family members, whatever that may be. So yeah, I think it's really hard uh, to get to that point to be able to adopt as a single person. But I think it's a, it's justifiable that it, it is made hard because you have to show that you're committed to that child and to the process. That was a great point, Laura. Like, I'm so happy you brought that up. Just thinking about that, even just the process, like the legality to it. Because, like, I've even just seen stories too that I was reading that, comparatively to parent of like of two household of two versus like a single parent household, like just the discrepancies there versus being approved versus not approved. Because, as you said, they're trying to prove that you can take care of a life that's quote not yours yet. Like, you know, you're really trying to do this proving process. So there's a lot of mental health I can see that goes to that that I didn't really think about it. And also like if you're someone that really wants this and like you know deep down you can prove this and like for whatever reason it's like you're single because it makes me like that question like why are you single then? I think it was also a good point uh that you made, Laura, because one of the things that I think even when thinking about this topic that I completely glossed over was you literally have half of the resources. So you have half of the money and the finances that you would typically be able to have. You have half of the resource of having another person to bounce off of to say, hey, this is how, you know, this is what I'm thinking with our child. What Do you agree? Do you not agree? Is, am I making the right decision? So obviously, hopefully you have a good team and support and uh, a great system set up to be able to help you with that. But sometimes specifically with your partner, that's where things are made to be a little bit easier. My mom, even though, you know, she was doing things, she's a single parent. She still had my, her parents, my grandparents who did equally as an amazing job as raising me. 
if I do say myself, because um, I mean, they, they, it was it was part of the resources that, you know, like Amelia said earlier, it literally takes a village to raise a child. I, you know, I used to hear that when I was younger and I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Now I literally realize like it takes a team. You You don't think about, you know, what if your child is sick and you have to go to work? What do you do then? You could try to see if you have a family friend or something, but, you know, maybe you have to take off work. Maybe you don't have the option to take off work. Those are things that you have to think about when you have a, a child. Yeah. And kind of going back to what you said earlier, being a single parent and, and you know, single income too, I feel like some people may argue, well, you know, what if one person is a stay-at-home mom, then you also are stay-at-home dad, then you also have a single income. But think about how much you're saving on childcare if you have a stay-at-home parent. Like you have that yeah. person, um, you know, taking care of the child or children, however many that you may have. And that's a resource for you right there. Again, if the child gets sick, you have a person who can take them to the hospital um, or to doctor's appointment or whatever that may be. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a lot of things to consider if you want to pursue sort of parenthood by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the interesting thing is like men pursuing like parenthood, single parenthood versus women, because it's definitely a lot easier for a woman to sort of have a child because she can get pregnant and then continue mm-hmm. to, to, you know, carry that child and then give birth to that child versus a man. Like he has to depend on, um, you know, a female to, to give him a child. And um, unless it's some really cool friendship that you have with someone <laughs> that you're very trusting that she'll just hand over her child to you and want no sort of, you know, legal um, rights to this child. But yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. That literally leaves, such few options because I think for a man, you pretty much have surrogacy or adoption. I mean, as far as adoption is concerned, how do adoption agencies feel about men adopting? How comfortable, I guess, will they, will they feel with that? When you hear about it, a lot like single parent adoption or single parent birth, it seems like it has a very strong connotation towards women. But a lot of people don't think of the perspective of like you're like you're going towards like what if there's that male that wants to adopt and just kind of all those perspectives and barriers just societal barriers towards a man just wanting to adopt by himself um so my question was is or when people generally think about single parent adoption like this topic in general do you all believe that it's more so focused heavily on women versus men than kind of vice versa how can we change that i absolutely think it is and I think that there needs to be maybe greater options or focus for men who do want to adopt or do want to have kids. I myself, personal story, have said that as of recently, I don't know if I want marriage, but I do want to have kids. So my only options, as we just said, I mean, my options are few. So one of my options would be adoption. I've I've thought about that and I've given myself like a date if I don't or a time and age if I don't have kids by this age, then I'm going to look into adoption or at least what options I do have at that point in time. So I would like to know in the future, like how, how things like that would change, especially here in Arkansas and it being the South, you know, we're typically the last to come around for societal change. So I think we should definitely let single men adopt. Cause like, if we're thinking about it, 
The whole goal is to provide the best outcomes for children. And if the hesitancy is that men cannot be trusted, because I, I don't know if that's what everyone's hesitancy is around it, then we're asking like a bigger question. Like, shouldn't we be holding men more accountable? And therefore those distinctions are like super clear. So like, absolutely, we understand who's qualified to be a parent and they're like, vetted well. And I don't know how that process would actually shake out. But I think if we're providing safe homes for children with a process that we trust and we've all, you know, come to an agreement upon, then like, why not? You know, like, I don't know. I just don't think a man's love is any better or worse than a woman's. I agree with you, Amelia. I think society generally has this view of like, women are caretakers. So women take care of the children. And I remember like even a couple years ago, um, who's the guy married to Chrissy Teigen? John Legend. Legend. I remember a couple years ago, John Legend was in like a diapers commercial. I don't remember. And I remember people being like, oh my gosh, like, and it was a bunch of maybe famous dads. And it was like, their dad's in the diapers commercial. Like, that's so cool. And it's just like, is that abnormal like dads can't change their baby's diapers <laughs> like you know what I mean so it's just like yeah I think there's just a stigma that it's like men stay away from babies until they're like tough enough to like throw them around you know and like hit yeah. a baseball or something you know so it's just like <laughs> not hit a baseball <laughs> <laughs> not so teach them how to like... grill change, change oh, the oil no. exactly oh, change no. a tire you know <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, like men can do it. Like, I don't sort of like when, what you were saying, Amelia, sort of men can't be trusted. But yeah, we just need to properly, you know, make sure that they're okay and check yes. in and things like that. Prepared and supported, maybe. Absolutely. It cracks me up when some women say that their husband complains about babysitting his own children. And it's like, you mm-hmm. are, are a parent, like equally as much as she is. And I feel like that kind of factors into this conversation where like women in some families carry the brunt of the workload as far as parenting goes. And that kind of like seeps into society. Like maybe it's just a symptom of patriarchy, but I don't know. It can be that way. And women can do a wonderful, amazing job as many of our mothers have. And we can still be critical of the system that caused them to do so much work when they didn't have to. But I also know like a ton of amazing single fathers or fathers who do do most of the work or are stay-at-home dads and they do an amazing job as well. You know what? I think with the increase of stay-at-home dads, people are now starting to understand how influential and how important a man's role is in a child's life, which in my opinion is equally as important. Um, But I think you know, when you think back to like the 50s, it was like the man goes to work, the woman stays home, cooks, cleans, take care of the kids, you know, and, you know, the man's doing his job. The woman has her role. And it's like we don't do things like that anymore, especially. I mean, it's 2021. We don't do things like that anymore. Uh, and it's okay. changing. I want to yeah. play devil's advocate. Uh-oh. So you said. <laughs> <laughs> You said, um, you know, single dads, you know, the importance of a man's role in someone's life. So what about like parents who are both women, like who are a couple or vice versa, parents who are both men and there are no like women uh, 
sort of caretakers or providers directly. Like hopefully they would have, you know, maybe older cousins or aunts or whatever that may be, but sort of direct uh, influence. Because, I mean, you could argue the same thing about, yeah, maybe you didn't have a father in your life, but you had an uncle. So that was good mm-hmm. enough. Right. You know, but a lot of people would be like, no, that wasn't good enough. Cause that, that's a different sort of relationship that I might mm-hmm. have with my father. So what's your sort of take on that? It's a great question. What I meant more was like, I feel like each child, you need the influence of all people, a spectrum of people. So I think the influence of your mother is just as influential as the, the, as as your father, just as like it would be for both of your mothers or both of your fathers. So I think having a lot of times when I see parents, normally have like a strict one and like a more mm-hmm. lenient one so sure. you have some to some someone to balance them out whether it be someone of the same sex or you know opposite sex whatever it is i think that that's important to have a, a whole spectrum of people who you can like like i said like amelia said early it takes a village so you need more than one viewer aspect to be able to raise a child yeah it's a village of love literally like you're saying and i mm-hmm. think amelia said earlier um your question or like that's what i would say is like love is love like we hear that going around man and man woman and woman like your child will know um where that foundation is where that sense of oh the, these are my providers these are my caretakers like you have to teach them to look at it differently from those op- opposite perspectives or even going back like being raised by a single parent, you have to teach them really to recognize what's lacking. You can teach them what's mm-hmm. there. So like, it's just really that perspective at a young age. That's how to answer. Like, I don't care like what, how your, what your relationship is. Like if you can provide and take care of these kids, Hey, take care of these kids. Yeah. Another thing about, Ooh, again, I'm probably going to contradict myself from what I said earlier, but no parent can be everything for their children. I was so, literally about to say that. <laughs> true. Whether yeah. you know you're the mother or the father or one of the mothers or one of the fathers, whatever, you will never be everything for your child. It's just it's impossible. It's impossible. Because something that you as a parent may see as discipline, I may see as being overboard. Or you know, there may be a time where I want comfort. And you're giving me something that's more structured. And I feel like that's not what I need right now. That doesn't make you a bad parent. That just means that in that moment, I apologize. I couldn't give you what you needed. Or maybe I'm telling you something that you maybe don't want to hear, but you need to hear. <laughs> so yeah. um, I there's a range in that. That's all. Uh, you kind of tied it up better. Like throughout parenting, like it's not perfect, but to give your child what that is, it kind of boils down to the communication which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. most parents i'll call out at least from what i see or i can't say what i see like my own experiences like yeah those close to me now it's always because i'm a parent and i kind of gave birth to you or i'm overseeing you that has to be my way and like you really don't have to communicate and like really listen just like i'm saying it like that's it you know i think that it goes down to like kind of tying in everything like when you communicate that love to your child you have to tell them like why are you doing it this way and how am i fostering you to like just anyway like be mine like be underneath my shoulder i mean there's no such thing as a perfect parent you do the best you can with your resources you you know whether you have two parents one parent step parents because that's the case for a lot of people 
um, two parents of the same sex or the opposite sex. Having a team is helpful, and that's how a lot of people, you know, have to do it. So if being a parent is important to you, then assess where you are in life and if you can properly provide for a child because mental, emotional, and physical support are some of the most important things that you have to consider when being becoming a parent in general, but even more so when you are like the sole parent for a child or for children. You know, you have to ask yourself, do you have a good support system to lean on when you have days that, you know, you may not be able to give it your all? You know, maybe you're sick or something. Um, So, yeah, I just think that those are all important things to consider. But on that note, y'all, I think it's about time we wrap it up. Thank you three for being here. As always, thank you to the audience for tuning in yet again. It truly means the world to us that you guys are still sticking with us. Uh, Be sure to follow us on at Millennial Versus on Instagram. Until next time, guys. See ya.